3: That's right, my name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today and uh you know um there's been, there was a great debate uh that we're going to play some clips from uh between J. D. Vance and Tim Ryan in Ohio. I think that's a super important uh super super duper important uh Senate seat Now that's not a pickup though. That that Senate seat, I think, was held by Portman. So he was a Republican, but he was a rhino Republican, wasn't he? So and then again, so is J.D. Vance, right? J.D. Vance was a never-Trumper. And J.D. Vance, yeah, well, he was a never-Trumper too, but he's actually, I actually kind of... You know, like I said, I, I've met J D Vance, uh Leonore's worked with JD Vance uh on some events where he was the speaker. Uh and he's a really nice guy, but uh I uh can't believe what he did with, with you know, with uh, the alliance with Mitt Romney, uh supporting uh Evan McMullen and doing what he did uh to try to uh prevent Trump from getting he, he was basically pulling a Liz Cheney at the time, wasn't he? But at, now, now is it the case where, you know, it's, it's, Tim, it's, it's Shady Vance versus Tim Ryan. And we know Tim Ryan is truly a liar and someone who is a rubber stamp for Chuck Schumer's agenda in the Senate. Or, or he's, a, he's a rubber stamp for Nancy Pelosi right now as a congressman, but he wants a bump up in pay and he wants to get involved within the Senate and uh, that's where he's running now for Senate. But he's been in office for 20 years. And just like Joe Manchin, they, you know, are winning in what would be normally considered a uh, red state. And this is what I don't understand. I don't understand how conservatives can be fooled so much by the Democrats, who just lie through their teeth all the time. They may tell you that they're um, reasonable and commonsensical and pragmatic. They may tell you all those things. Joe Biden gave the impression that he was a moderate Democrat. That's what he did for years. I never bought it. I was never that dumb to buy that. I knew what Joe Biden was. From decades ago, it's no news. I knew what a swine he was. Like what a dirtbag swine he was. Double speak, talking out of both sides of his mouth, acting tougher than he ever dreamed of being. I mean, this is a dude that thinks he could beat corn pop and he can't even walk up a flight of stairs or string a sentence together. The guy's an absolute moron. Joe Biden. And he didn't get 81 million votes. <laughs> you know, there's uh, a really great, great tweet that I uh, just read. And uh, it was kind of funny. And I'm going to find it here. It says, a man, this is by Philip Shuler. Um He's pretty famous, I guess. He says, "A man who can draw 50,000 people in a cornfield does not lose an election to a man who could not draw 500 people in a major city." It can't happen. it did not happen. If you think it did, you have TV set you have a TV set between your ears. I mean basically, that's the thing. That's the beauty of it, right? That's uh, they, they could cheat. You could cheat your way to the top. But you don't have the respect or the following of your people that you're leading. And they know that. But isn't that what globalism is all about? Isn't that what the power that we've uh, ceded to Klaus Schwab is all about? Or Larry Fink from BlackRock. These are unelected officials. These are corporate heads that were in the right place at the right time. It doesn't make them all that smart. It makes them opportunistic. It makes them lucky. They were in the right place at the right time where they got to run. You know, a lot of these CEOs are handed choices you have choice A or choice B. And they're, they're running billion-dollar companies, multinational corporations. If they choose A, they're going to make a billion-dollar profit over the next 10 years. If they choose B, they might make a $100 million profit over the next 10 years. Either way, they're going to make profit. That's, in essence, what our country is. No matter how hard Obama Or Biden tried to destroy it. The American people, the the backbone of America is so strong. That spine is so strong that the back really can't be broken in America. Now it's starting to crumble. After a while, they you know, you could slay Goliath, right? I mean you could definitely take down a Goliath. There's no doubt about it. There's only so much storm that King Kong could could weather after he ends up falling from the building or whatever. There's a limit to to everything, and the uh, and the situation is that America, I think, surprised Barack Obama who wanted to destroy our country. I think it surprised him. When we were coming out of the 2008 housing crisis, that was not the time to increase taxes and uh, basically stress out the uh, country and pivot to um, green energy and divide America. That was not the time to do all that. There was a better time, there's a better time, a time when there's peace, harmony, and prosperity. That might be a time when you can try to, you know, or roll it in. Say you want to slow the economy down, right? You know, you, you want to curb inflation, you want to slow the economy down, it's, the economy's too hot. That's probably when you want to maybe tax, uh, increase taxes. And, and pay off some debt, or things like that. Or 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 turn to pivot to green energy, if that's what you want to do. I'm not a big fan of green. I don't think man is creating this, the, the, the global warming, and I, I don't think global warming is... Um, we've heard several reports from very serious scientists, leaders, who've said that we're... Basically, two degrees less than the highest degrees that were ever on Earth. And we're one degree higher than the lowest. And uh, I remember playing that for you several times. And we are not in a position of global warming right now. Global normalcy. We're getting away from a colder spell. But we're nowhere near the hottest uh, spell in history. And so I don't know what they're talking about. But, of course, we know what it is. They're using COVID to mandate vaccines to get you a social credit score system. They're, at the same time, digitalizing currency. And they're going to uh, you know, abolish cash, just like they're going to abolish fossil fuels in exchange for electric vehicles that can be tracked everywhere you go. They're going to digitalize your medical records. They're going to digitalize your money. And they're basically digitalizing your speech. So they're going to control what you say. They're going to control what you uh, take in your body so they can control the population growth. They want to basically use a lever and regulate how how many people they kill and how many people just by pulling a lever. Or turning a dial on a switch. It's called an algorithm, right? And the algorithm controls how much speech gets out there and how little speech gets out there. And yes, I'm using my hand on a knob like I'm controlling the volume on a stereo system. Think about it. Visualize that. Visualize it. Visualize it. And that's what they're doing with the human population. They want to control it to that degree. And they're going to think, how smart are we? That we can control the people. We can control the elections. We could digitalize the elections. You see? Do you see it? Digitalizing the election. Why can't we go back to paper? Why can't we put ink on our thumb? Why can't we just walk up and show up with our gas-powered vehicle, shut the door, walk in the building, sign, show our ID, walk behind a curtain, and vote? Why can't we do that anymore? Why are we not allowed to do that anymore? Why are we not allowed to do it? Well, maybe we still are allowed to do it, but They're also allowing all this other shenanigan stuff, and it's all digitalized so that people could just take a number on a spreadsheet and change the percentage or change the algorithm or change the number all completely, just totally make it up. And if they need ballots to answer the question when there's an audit, well, they got enough of those, too, through the illegal migration the illegal immigrants, the illegals, to get an ID that somehow registered to vote and get a ballot that's never supposed to be voted, but they could take that ballot, throw it on the pile, separate it from its uh, signature envelope, and call it a day. That's what happened in Pennsylvania, right? I mean, they were separating the signature envelope from the ballot envelope, And never the two shall meet again. So now, where's the chain of custody? And like I said, after the 2020 election, why don't they have casino-like cameras on top of every counter? Therefore, when there's an audit, you can see whether somebody's pulling a fast one. You know? And we could double-check their work. And it could be under seal, it could be uh within the courts, you know? I mean there's so much information that that's classified that never gets released. Why can't we do that with this? This way if we ever want to contest it and see what what what, what formula they were using to uh validate a uh a, an incomplete ballot or something like that, we could see what they were doing. Now, this whole digital world is being hijacked by the globalists and they're using carbon footprints and and ESG scores, environmental scores. They're controlling your speech through digital. I mean, for crying out loud, you can be the Florida State Attorney General and literally come out with a study that says 84% of young people are getting killed by the vaccine, or, or, or I should say, 84% of people under the age of uh, 40 who are dying of heart problems, heart failure, have had the vaccine. Okay. But the thing is, is that Twitter banned the guy. He They locked his account and they censored and deleted the tweet. And this is the Attorney General of Florida with a paid study. And he said the only reason why this came up is because nobody bothered to ask the question. But he said, when there's myocarditis everywhere you turn and you're seeing these things, why not look into it? So we looked into it. We were shocked when we saw. We were surprised when we saw the, the result of the study. So we reported what we found, our findings, our findings. And the digital media, the corporate paid-for media, the BlackRock-owned media, and BlackRock and, and the World Economic Forum, and BlackRock and Larry Fink and Klaus Schwab are like two peas in a pod. They think almost the same, like identical twins from different parts of the world, but they're both radically liberal and woke. And they understand that to control people, you need a socialist mechanism. That's what it's all about, folks. To control people, you need government to control them. And the only value system that is about government control is socialism and communism. And when it's done on a global scale, say in Brussels or in Davos or or somewhere in Europe when it's done at a global scale then the politicians that we are electing to represent us are actually answering to a higher power and it's not God that they're answering to It's, it's it's the globalists in Brussels or at the UN you know they just had a vote um to basically uh, not recognize the four properties in Ukraine that Russia has annexed. But Russia has a veto vote, so it's pointless. It's sort of like a waste of time. The UN should be abolished. It's so corrupt. And the EU, I think any, any conservative country ought to pull out of that deal and get out of it. It's, it's It's gone rogue. It's gone crooked. It's gotten so powerful that only the corrupt now are succeeding at winning elections and getting to places of power. So therefore, it's full of corruption. And that's another problem. So yeah, I just, you know, when, I'm going to play some uh, clips of Donald Trump today as well, and uh, he had some really great things to say. And then Blake Masters had a really great speech. I'm telling you, what Trump is a—he's a game changer. Ronan McDaniel, who I can't hear. The RNC isn't getting nearly the funding that the MAGA movement is, and they're irrelevant, and they hate it. Mitch McConnell hates it. That's why he's endorsing uh, Lisa Murkowski over Chewbac- uh, Kelly Chewbacca, which is, doesn't make any sense to me. You know why Mitch would be doing that. Why did Mitch pull funding from Blake Masters and give it to Lisa Murkowski to beat Kelly Chewbacca? That's ridiculous. Why can't he represent the people, Mitch McConnell? Because his wife owns the Foremost Group, which is a shipping company that sells out to China on a daily basis, just like Biden, just like Mitch. And you better believe that supply chain and backroom deals with China are happening with Mitch. They're happening with Joe Biden and Hunter. They're happening with all that corruption. It's corruption that's ruining our world. And we no longer can trust the FBI. We no longer can trust the CDC. We no longer can trust the DOJ. That's for sure. They took the justice out of DOJ. I mean, the Department of Justice, Tucker was laughing about it last night. He said, well, that's almost like you can almost, you can, you can almost hardly say the Department of Justice without laughing. They're such a joke. They're nothing of the sort when it comes to justice. Lady Justice being blind. We used to hang our hat on that. And you say, well, where's the Supreme Court? And you got to know that uh, Clarence Thomas's wife is all in on the MAGA movement. She understands it. She gets it. And you better believe that You know, one of the things that um, my favorite justice, Clarence Thomas, does so well is kind of interesting. I saw this documentary on him. Like every summer he goes with this RV, gets an RV, and he travels the country. And the reason why you don't see any footage of it is because he's not a narcissist like a typical Democrat. He's not trying to act like a good old boy. What he's trying to do is just see the country because he loves his country. So Clarence Thomas takes an RV with his white wife, and he's a black justice, Supreme Court justice, and he basically takes the RV around the country that he loves, not feeling like a victim, not trying to stoke the the, uh, flames of division. He just wants to see the beauty of our country. And he takes the RV around, and you better believe that he is experiencing super high gas prices with an RV. Everybody who has an RV is getting hit really hard with these gas prices. And just imagine, though, these paying, what, a couple hundred dollars to fill up an RV? At least, right? I don't know how many gallons are in an RV, but it's a lot. So you fill it up. And you get six to ten miles a gallon and you're filling it up again. And he's got he's got to know that it's Biden's spending that's doing this right. That's killing the economy. It's Biden's uh, shutting down of the Keystone pipeline at a time when we need to be energy independent. You know, it's Biden's policies that are crippling America at a time when we can't afford it. Biden giving out all this money to Ukraine. Again, it's still printing money. It's still devaluing the dollar. And these oligarchs are are taking that free money and spending it into the uh, world marketplace and causing global inflation as a result of it. All the while, never mind the fact that we're on the precipice of World War III and a nuclear war, closer than we've ever been in history. And you better believe That if Russia starts to fall, China's going to come to their aid, and so will North Korea, and so will Iran, and so will Venezuela. I mean, you know this is going to go south real quick. This could have easily been resolved a long time ago, a year ago. If we had somebody at the helm that could have just sat down with Vladimir Putin and said, what do you want? And what do you want with Ukraine? Ukraine is so corrupt. Trump was trying to put an end to it. And all they wanted to do was fire the prosecutor that was going after the company that was enriching the Biden crime family. There was so much conflict of interest. And it's the same thing with the uh, China as well. So where do I begin? I, I have clip after clip after clip Um, I want to play uh, some election clips, but I also want to talk about the Biden crime family as well. Um, Let's let's go with the crime family first and then we're going to go into the election season. So this is uh, Maria Bartiroma with Jim Jordan over the weekend. Let's take a listen to this. Okay, I had it on the wrong uh, track. Here we go. Well, we're on the right track
4: In emails between Hunter and Joe's brother, Jim Biden's partners, indicating what we believe to be the beginning of the partnership back in 2016, while Joe Biden was still vice president of Chinese energy company, CEFC and the Biden group. That group includes Rob Walker, James Gilliard, Tony Bobolinsky, and Jim and Hunter Biden. In this email, we want to show you Hunter answers yes to what appears to be the terms of a partnership with CEFC. Hunter's former partner, Tony Bobolinsky told me the agreement was for CEFC to pay the Biden family for helping the company do deals across the world. And here is the infamous big guy email, which shows a negotiation of who gets what in the deal, including 10 percent equity held by H for the big guy. President Biden this week called Putin's nuclear threats the closest to Armageddon since 1962. But back in September of 2017, CEFC was in a deal to acquire a 14% stake in Russian oil company Rosneft. This, the same company that was to be paying the Biden clan. And this email, uh, new, this new email emerges this week, identified from Hunter's laptop and exposed by Congressman Daryl Issa. It shows James Biden making overtures to the Qatari royal family, which reads in part, My family would provide a wealth of introductions and business opportunities at the highest levels. So will these upcoming federal charges be a slap on the wrist for Hunter Biden? Or will we see accountability for what certainly appears to be years of influence peddling from the Biden family. Joining me right now, the man who will likely soon have the subpoena power as the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, should the GOP take the majority after the midterms, Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, now the ranking member of Judiciary. Congressman, thanks very much for being here this morning.
0: You bet, Maria. Good to be here. What are your
4: plans in terms of subpoena power? Who will you subpoena? And will you be investigating this?
0: Uh, yeah, I think the, the the Hunter Biden story will primarily be done out of the Oversight Committee under the, if in fact the American people put us in the majority, it will be done under the leadership of then Chairman uh, Comer in the Oversight Committee. But yeah, we need to do this. I think the real question is, though, is what the F, what, what's the FBI really going to do? I mean, the, the, the American people have common sense. They see the facts. They see that there was a laptop. There was the eyewitness. There was the emails. There are all these suspicious activity reports. There's now this email that Congressman Issa has brought forward. So the facts are already there. The real question is, will the FBI hold people accountable? I, I mean, I got my doubts, and I, frankly, I'll believe it when I see it, because this is the FBI where we've now had 14 agents come to us as whistleblowers and tell us how political it's gotten. This is the FBI that raided the home of a former president, took the phone of a sitting member of Congress. This is the FBI who kicked in the door of a pro-life leader two weeks ago outside of Philadelphia and arrested him in front of his wife and seven children for something local law enforcement said was not a crime, not a problem. So this is how political this FBI has become. And I think a key point to remember too, Maria, is this is the FBI who's involved themselves in every single election for the last four cycles. This is a point Congressman Gates made in committee a few weeks ago. In 2016 they spied on President Trump's campaign. In 2018 it was the Mueller investigation. In 2020 they suppressed information about the Hunter Biden laptop. And now in 2020 they've raided the home of a uh, of the former president, taken the phone of a sitting member of Congress 91 days before an election. So when is the FBI not going to involve themselves in in one of our elections? That's, that's that's probably a key question. So that, that to me is the real concern. We're going to do everything we can to hold these folks accountable, and if we have the majority, bring them in front of Congress, do the depositions that need to be done, so we can get the facts.
4: So, in other words, you'll subpoena Christopher Ray.
0: Well, I think you start. I think there's key people. Let's use the school board example. Uh, I, we know that the school board association last fall was communicating with the White House the Justice Department and the Department of Education before they ever sent the letter, the letter that said, let's use counterterrorism measures against moms and dads. We want to know who they were talking to. We'd like to know were there folks at the White House who said, oh, in that letter, you're going to send to us as a pretext for us to send this memorandum in that letter. Go ahead and put the language about the Patriot Act and using counterterrorism measures against parents. Did the White House suggest that language go in there? Did they t- tell them to put it in? Did they, I mean, those are key questions we need to get. So yeah, we'll, we'll, there's all kinds of folks we need to, uh, bring in for, uh, for depositions and then hopefully including all the way up to the FBI director himself.
4: Well, this is all very concerning, particularly now, because now, I mean, nobody wants to talk about the commander in chief being compromised. But now we're in a moment in time where we have these adversaries attacking or trying to overtake America. And you've got a war on Ukraine. Uh, Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma, making millions of dollars uh, overall. Then you've, you've got Russia, Uh, And uh, it's uh, provocations, killing people, death and destruction in Ukraine. We know that the mayor of Moscow's wife wired a three and a half million dollar check To Hunter Biden's uh, group, uh, and of course, the Chinese officials, the uh, Johnson Grassley released a report on the conflicts of interest investigation. They've identified money taken in from Chinese officials. So how can we trust that the decisions that this president makes in such important situations like the ones I've just mentioned uh, is not because of money or, you know, uh, owing these officials something?
0: Yeah, it's scary. Uh, You stop and think about it because it's like you say, Marie, it's not just any countries. It's it's Ukraine, Russia and China. I mean, that that were those were the countries that Hunter Biden did these business dealings with. Um, It's frightening stuff. And I think, again, it, it underscores why it's so important to get to the bottom of it. I do think it's important, and this is where I think uh, Congressman Comer wants to focus the investigation, and that is on these 150 suspicious activity reports. That I mean, it, 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 Most people never get any, but you got this one family, happens to be a pretty darn important family in our country, has 150. So I think that's where you'll see the focus of the investigation, uh, if in fact in, in one month uh, time the American people put us in the majority.
4: So the Federalist is out with a report this week. They say the first thing that Republicans should do when they take back Congress is impeach Merrick Garland. What are your plans for Merrick Garland?
3: Well, we'll we'll listen to that one later. You know that he should be impeached, right? Uh, Obviously, we'll get to that. Um, Merrick Garland. But I think that the Hunter Biden uh, uh, open there was powerful and. I also want to play this. This is uh, Donald Trump speaking about uh, the FBI. They don't get enough credit. By contrast, I had
1: a small number of boxes in storage at Mar-a-Lago guarded by Secret Service and my people and everybody. I mean, it's safe when you look at these other people, what they did. And the FBI raided my home and violated my Fourth Amendment rights and many other rights and under the Sox decision, this is a very important decision that was made. They call it the Sox decision, because, again, it had to do with Bill Clinton and his socks. There is no crime. You know, there is no crime. It's not a crime. And they should give me immediately back everything that they've taken from me, because it's mine. It's mine. They took it from me in the raid. They broke into my house. But, you know, the good news is everyone saw it. Would you believe my poll numbers went up? We have the best poll numbers I've ever had. I don't know. I think I'm the only one where the FBI breaks into your house, probably illegally, in my opinion, illegally, and your poll numbers go up. That doesn't happen to too many people, Blake.
3: You got to love it, right? He's such a good sport about it. Um, Let's take a listen to some other really great clips. Uh, Here's one. He had a great... uh, this was this was a really great event in Arizona and in Nevada, uh, but the crowd size again. The crowd size. We opened with the, our show today with with that one statement that the guy made about fifty thousand versus five hundred for Joe Biden. No way, Joe Biden won the election. I wish those cameras, the fake
1: news. I wish look at all of them. Up there. I wish I wish they turn around and show the crowd. They never liked to do it. That goes back. As far as the eye like can people. see, and I even see people way back. Yeah. We do yeah. it. We do it. We do it. Hello, yeah. yeah. Phoenix.
3: We love Phoenix. We love Yeah, Yeah, a bunch of terrorists there, right? You know, they're just cheering, having fun. They're in love with America. They're in love with their president, Donald Trump. And so, you know, President Trump's just here to promote, you know, these candidates that care about America. And then we have something from Tulsi Gabbard. She switched parties. That's kind of, that's kind of interesting, too. So let's just take a listen to this uh, Trump clip.
1: Under my leadership, we ended catch and release. We cracked down on fraudulent asylum seekers. And we deported illegal alien gang members by the tens of thousands. We got rid of ISIS. We got rid of—we did—and by the way, we defeated ISIS— In the Middle East. Nobody wants to talk about that. We defeated ISIS. We defeated al-Baghdadi, didn't we? Remember Conan? Conan, the dog. He got more credit than I did for defeating ISIS Conan. And he deserves it. He was a brave dog. Under my leadership, we end...
3: (laughs) I remember all of that very well. Let's take another listen.
1: If Republicans win, the communists lose. The globalists lose. The deep state bureaucrats lose, the Silicon Valley censors lose, the corrupt fake news lose, the media bosses lose, and the rhinos lose. The rhinos are no good. But America wins, and America wins very big. That's right, the rhinos. In many ways, they're worse than the Democrats, the radical lefts.
3: Yeah, I don't understand how any Republican can vote for a rhino, like like a Lindsey Graham or even a Tim Scott now. Tim Scott said uh, another South Carolinian, Nikki Haley. Um, but Tim Scott, he said earlier that he would not run if President Trump was running. And all of a sudden, everybody knows President Trump's running but Tim Scott decided he's going to run anyway. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to I'm going to definitely hold Tim Scott accountable to that statement that he made. And I'll replay it if need be. But the thing is is that well let's just see what he does. Now, I understand what Pompeo's doing and Pence is doing, you know. And I'm disappointed with those guys for for doing it. This should be a Republican party that that basically uh, props up Donald Trump. He has taken the slings and arrows when nobody else did for us. And he's not perfect and he didn't make the best hires. You know, he should have never hired Gina Haspel, Christopher Ray, Dan Coats, uh, Bill Barr. Uh, you know, he should have not, there's a lot of things he shouldn't have done. But there are so many things he did that was just right. And you have to understand, put yourself in his shoes. There were compromises that you and I don't know about that had to have been made in order for him to navigate the landmines that were going on in Washington. Where everybody, the Democrat Party and the Republican Party, we forget about Paul Ryan was in power and in charge and Speaker of the House when Donald Trump took over. We we forgot about how powerful Paul Ryan was. We forgot about the fact that McCain was still alive, and how powerful he was in the Senate. And we forgot about how powerful Lindsey Graham was, and still is. And when he gained, uh, the, when the Senate gained leverage over the corrupt House after the rigged 2018 election, and that rigged impeachment. That gave the Senate, Rhinos, all the leverage they ever wanted. We know where Lindsey Graham and John uh, and Mitch McConnell stand, or John McCain when he was alive, stood with respect to Trump. We know where Ben Sass was and we know where Mitt Romney is and we know where all these losers in the Senate are. Burr from North Carolina, I mean I could I if I were to you know, it's not worth it to talk about these people. We need to get rid of them. And so when Donald Trump talked about the rhinos, he's not kidding. So let's take a listen to what he has to say about Ukraine.
1: In Ukraine, with potentially hundreds of thousands of people dying, <clears throat> we must demand the immediate negotiation of a peaceful end to the war in Ukraine, or we will end up in World War III, and there will be nothing left of our planet, all because stupid people didn't have a clue they didn't have a clue. They don't. Under- they really don't understand. I rebuilt our military. I rebuilt our nuclear power. They don't understand what they're dealing with—the power of nuclear. They have no idea what they're doing. I withdrew from the disastrous Iran nuclear deal in Ukraine.
3: Yeah, a nuclear bomb could vaporize an entire city completely and kill people. States, in, you know, they can annihilate an entire state. Wipe it right off the map. Uh, we don't know what we're dealing with. He's right. So Blake Masters uh, is someone... Oh, well, okay, before we get to Blake Masters, because that's going to be our election segment uh, that we're going to uh, finish up with. Here's Greta Thunberg... Listen to Greta Thunberg, okay? Listen to this globalist, this unbelievable person. <laughs> it's a short clip, but it's just going to make your head spin. Now, in fact, for those of you that have a weak stomach, um, I, I suggest you get like a paper bag or a bucket, something like that. This is only a 17-second sec- se- se- clip. But it very well may make you want to throw up, seriously.
2: It is... the money is there. If we can save the banks, if, then we can save the world. I mean...
3: <laughs> applause. <laughs> <laughs> applause. We're going to listen to that one more time.
2: <clears throat> it is... the money is there. If we can save the banks, if, then we can save the world. <laughs> Give me a
3: break. If we could save the banks, we could save the world. Uh, Oh, that's just so painful to listen to. It hurts. It literally hurts. Let's take a listen to this. This is um, the finale of the J6 committee was abruptly canceled this week because new ne- news networks aren't showing it. So this is a new one. So, you know, the uh, J6 was supposed to happen like in September or October. And it was supposed to be like an October surprise and it got you in a gotcha, you know, a hit job on Trump and the whole thing. And uh, and what what ended up happening is um they uh they they did- decided not to uh air it why new new polls show sixty percent think it is a partisan, it's partisan poison ninety percent hearings had no impact changing their views sixty three percent Congress had more important things to do and sixty seven percent of the people thought dividing our nation. It's
2: dividing our nation. So let's take a listen. Ill is reporting that the finale of the J6 committee, the final public <coughs> hearing scheduled for this week, was abruptly canceled after it was revealed that news networks would not be showing it. With the hurricane in Florida, the scramble to avert a government shutdown by week's end, and the midterms looming, News networks have appeared to largely scrapped the hearings, recognizing that they've been nothing more than, frankly, a waste of time. The latest poll from Monmouth found that 90% of those polled said that the hearings made absolutely no impact on them whatsoever in terms of changing their views on what happened on J6. 90%. 60% 60% say they believe, they believe it was a partisan witch hunt specifically designed to get rid of President Trump. The public sees it. The, pu- the public isn't buying it. The the economy, crime, abortion, Ukraine, whatever, of all the issues that voters are concerned with.
3: Well, he's going over the same statistics that I've already gone over, so we'll save you on that. But the the the, the, the ir- irony here is that Liz Cheney's whole thing has gone to the wayside. And, you know, I think it's funny. She thinks she's going to run for uh office in 2024 to s- sort of siphon off some of Trump's votes. Or if it's Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis's votes. But, you know, they have no room for the MAGA movement, right? But little does she know that she'll take more Democrat votes than she ever would, because nobody wants to vote for Biden, but there are people that... That just can't stand Trump or or Ron DeSantis, uh, so they'll they'll vote Democrat no matter what. But there are enough people that are moderates and centrists that would consider uh, Liz Cheney on the on the left. But there's not one Republican that would ever support Liz Cheney. I mean, maybe like a fraction of fraction of a half of a percent. You know, not relevant would not have an impact. All right, so let's take a listen to um, uh, this now Republican, and uh, this is Tulsi Gabbard. Let's take a listen.
5: The FDA made a disturbing but not at all surprising announcement just a few days ago about children's health. Now, if you haven't heard about it or if you missed it, it's because the mainstream media and the Biden-Harris administration have been completely silent on it. Now, this warning that the FDA issued was basically saying that puberty blockers can cause serious health risks for our kids. Unfortunately, at almost the exact same time the FDA issued this warning, Biden-Harris administration officials were making public statements actively promoting the use of puberty blockers and irreversible surgeries for kids. Now, let's be clear. This administration is dangerously promoting child abuse.
3: So I think that she is grooming herself to be a VP candidate, a VP candidate for Trump. You know, Trump has a history of reaching across the aisle, especially when he did business in New York City, where it was a Democrat city. He's had some policy issues where he's switched um, on on uh, issues where he looked a little bit Democratic uh, on that and um, I, I think it would be interesting if he chose Go- – now, I'm not a – I actually have recently become uh, – I'm a fan of what Tulsi Gabbard has become. But I also cannot forgive her for voting to impeach well, – when she was in the Congress when that happened – voting to impeach President Trump. So I have a real problem with that. But she's been a great supporter of Donald Trump uh, in the way that she's actually, you know, come down hard on the Biden, uh, you know, situation. So but here's her statement. Here's our official statement. Let's take a listen.
5: I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who were driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, I invite you to join me.
3: I wonder, I just, I really wonder how much, how, what percentage that gets, f- takes away from the Democrats. I truly wonder that. I mean, that could be a powerful thing. I'm not a stat, statistician. I mean, I, I just don't know. Um, there is a news, uh, thing in that came in recently. It says Poland advises its citizens in Belarus to leave the country, Belarus. So Belarus has aligned with Russia threatening Poland. Poland might be suggesting that they're going to strike Belarus. Uh, that'd be bad. In any case, uh, back to Tulsi Gabbard. I think this is a very interesting thing, uh, development. And, uh, and i definitely think she could be grooming herself to be a vp wouldn't that be something that would be an interesting dynamic and uh if it helps trump get back into power i'm all for it i just don't i just don't know the numbers i don't understand i don't have a, enough of an understanding of those numbers just yet but uh in any case all right so we have um Some other things we wanted to get to. I was gonna. I have a lot of clips that I want to play, but then again, um, I also have some things I wanted to read. And uh, let's see. There's this: If shutting down the Nord Stream two pipeline was to punish the Russians, then who was being punished? Who was who was being punished by shutting down the Keystone pipeline? So ask yourself that question. If shutting down the Nord Stream 2 pipeline was to punish Russians, who was being punished by shutting down the Keystone pipeline? Well, that would be you, the American citizen. Wouldn't it? That's pretty disgusting, isn't it? Um... And then there was the White Lives Matter. TikTok has banned the use of White Lives Matter. Uh, Yeah. So it says White Lives Matter is, if you search for the phrase White Lives Matter on TikTok, it says this has been banned uh, and deemed hate speech. Here's the exact quote. No results found. This phrase may be associated with hateful behavior. TikTok is committed to keeping our community safe and working to prevent the spread of hate. For more information, we invite you to review our community guidelines. So Sophie, uh, this woman wrote, TikTok has banned searches for white lives matter because it's hateful behavior. Since when is saying white lives are important, hateful? The liberals who said Trump would start World War III are literally cheering on Biden trying to start World War III. You know, let's take a listen to Julian Assange, who's probably going to be extradited to America very, very soon, but let's take a listen to this 30-second clip. He said this many, many years ago, probably almost a eight nine years ago because the goal is not to completely subjugate afghanistan the goal is to use afghanistan to wash money out of the tax bases of the united states out of the tax bases of european countries through afghanistan and back into the hands of a transnational security that is the goal i.e the goal is to have an endless war not a successful war Endless war, not a successful war, to uh, take money out of the taxpayer's base and into the transnational security elite. That's the glo- those are the globalists that are in charge of the world. Maria Dubovikova says, It was extremely naive to believe that Russia wouldn't respond to the terrorist attack targeting the Crimean Bridge. True or false? Um, Rhonda Mary writes: How cool to see a Black Lives Matter, uh, see Black Lives Matter as a scam, is a common theme now. After those of us who recognized this years ago, were smeared and insulted. Rising Serpent writes: The people who lost twenty five percent of their retirement. Are spending 20% more for groceries and 130% more for gasoline, all because they voted for a senile man with decomp- decomposing roadkill brains. Are, ga- are going to vote for an actual stroke patient in PA, Fetterman, and again be shocked at the consequences. So this person tweets this. This is a good point. Says, I saved this business money on transaction fee. I paid cash today for a reason to save on transaction fees to, uh, to give back to the local community. Uh, this business more control over, gives businesses more control of their profits to keep my purchases and location anonymous and to keep cash alive. It's a good point. Um, all right, so we had some uh, we we left some things on the field today, but we're going to get back to them tomorrow. I uh, apologize for that. I w- I want to um, remind everybody about our new sponsor, Genesis Gold. Uh, if you want to find out more about gold, which is really actually I think you should pull out of the stock market and invest in gold, um, check out this number Genesis Genesis Gold. They're sponsoring our show. They're sponsoring our network. Eight hundred. 385-4653. That's 800-385-GOLD. That's 800-385-4653. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.
1: It's right up to